I really would just love to do a podcast where I talk about successful things in real estate and how smooth my closings went last week and how everybody was happy. But you guys wouldn't learn anything from that. And there's no value in that. And a lot of people keep saying, no, no, give me the bad stuff. Like what really, really, really bad things can happen during a a contract of sale time? And one of the things that came up, which always uh, elicits wonderful groans in any room, is permits. Specifically, when do you need them? How do you get them? What are they for? What are the risks if you don't get them? Why is this a thing now? Frankly, it was always a thing. It's a thing for co-ops and condos. When you combine two units or when you're putting in a new bedroom, it's a thing for houses because everyone has decided to go as deep into Brooklyn as humanly possible. And so you're seeing old versus new when it comes to a lot of these places. And it affects brokers very, very often. I found there's an even split among brokers. Many of them are very well read on DOB regulations, I kid you not, um, and many of them will check for permits prior to taking a client out on a particular visit to, let's say, a one-family or two-family in Fort Greene, and others don't really look and they say it's the job of the attorney. There's no right or wrong way. Here's the deal, though. If your client is buying a place, they need to know whether or not alterations were done to the actual place that they were buying and they were done legally. Why? Why do we have this in the first place? Number one, it's a massive, massive liability for your client to buy a place that had construction or renovations done that weren't up to code or done without permits because you have no idea and there's no way to check whether or not that contractor um, or relative or guy that worked in construction in college did things appropriately and per code. So why do we have this code in the first place? Just very quickly. It's because there's just a ton of houses in New York and apartments and um, New York City wanted things done legally because there were tons of fires and things would break. And, you know, there's usually liability when your neighbor puts a house up. Uh, It's something I'm actually dealing with with a client of mine where they redo the facade of their house and it causes massive leaks to go into the neighbor's home whenever it rains. And it was done without permits actually being pulled or, or with a licensed contractor. And so the gist is that you want health and safety and you want it to be paramount in these situations. That's why you need permits. What do you usually need it for? Well, you typically need permits when you're doing anything from plumbing to electrical to facade work to putting a swimming pool in to working with gas lines. All those things require permits that have to be filed in New York. Things that don't are cosmetic work. If you're ripping up the floors, if you're repainting, if you're redoing a specific room in a particular way um, where you don't touch any of those lines, right? The person that could tell you this and the person that you should have in your pocket always is a licensed contractor as well as a licensed architect. My guy is someone by the name of Mike Daddio. That's his real name. I kid you not. Um, He is a licensed contractor in New York, a client of mine that bought with me and I've become very friendly with him. And typically what happens is I'll have, let's say we work together, our clients will get an inspection done, an inspection report will be issued, and immediately I send that to Mike and say, what are the liabilities here? Are are any of these big? How much would it cost to repair these things? And Mike will also typically, when they speak to the client, when he speaks to the client, do a deep dive into the place itself and see whether or not there were permits pulled. He'll look at an actual listing and say, okay, looks like they gutted this place. Uh, Did they pull any permits? No. What's the liability there? 
Look, it gives our clients who are the most well-informed clients in the history of time, both of our clients, right? Because they're reading up on everything, a window into something that they should be seeing in the first place. Namely, what are they buying for millions of dollars and is it okay? That's our job. Our job is to guard them against making these mistakes. And sometimes what I see are people that are over-anxious to get something signed. And this happens sometimes in Brooklyn where a client thinks they're getting a steal because they're buying a place in Bed-Stuy that's completely gutted, uh, gutted, I should say, and they're buying it for 10% less than what the market actually would price it as. And you find that the developer that did this didn't file any permits. I've had this happen on four of my deals. One of them, the client still wanted to go through with the deal, even though I warned them that they shouldn't. Within two weeks of closing, that client realized that the place next door was also also owned by the same developer and that they were doing shoddy work and that you could literally put a fist through the small piece of sheetrock that separated his kitchen from the other house altogether because they had removed the brick that was there. That's a big safety concern, right? From the fact that someone could just like crawl into your kitchen if they're super weird and eat your sandwiches uh, while you're sleeping upstairs to fire risks and all these other things. Another thing to keep in mind is when a client buys a place like this and they want to do their own renovations, it's going to be doubly expensive because that contractor, that architect, has no idea what the person before did when they renovated the the kitchen or whether they renovated the bathrooms or when they put in a fireplace somewhere. They just have no idea. And so contractors have to rip out things that they usually wouldn't. And you have to make sure that it's up to code. So the code from 10 years ago has changed from the code today. So if permits weren't pulled to do specific work and you think that second bedroom's okay, guess what? If you're doing a reno now and the contractor comes in, they may say, whoa, 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 we can't get the city in here and for them to see this stuff because we're going to have serious problems. So you have to change those things now. Guys, it's the unexpected. It's the unknown. It's why clients pay us what they do and why they trust us in the way that they do because we have to hedge that risk for them. So in terms of permits, it's always amazingly, amazingly important that we have someone on our team that knows what they're talking about and that can check these files if we can't. I would love to walk you through how to use DOB, the actual website itself. It's an invaluable resource in trying to understand how this building, this place, this one family, this condo, this whatever, came into being and what's happened since. It gives us a really good glimpse as to what it is that we're buying, right? And is it priced appropriately given all of the things that we're going to need to do? So I'm happy to walk you through all that stuff. Another thing to keep in mind is if your clients are getting homeowner's insurance and they're buying a place that you know has a ton of changes and a ton of renovations that were done without permits in place, they may be voiding the homeowner's insurance policy. They may be completely on the hook. And if work is done and it's not done by a licensed contractor and your neighbor wants to sue, guess who they're suing? They're suing you, the owner of the place itself, right? They're not just necessarily suing the contractor. And if you think you have home insurance and it's going to cover you, it may not. This is creeping up. This wasn't a thing five years ago or six years ago. You would see it more in the sense of you know co-op. If you were representing someone that was buying a combined co-op, you, we would need to see whether or not they were combined legally, whether the proper permits were pulled, whether the kitchen was installed correctly and where, and whether the co-op agreed to it. Same goes for condos. If you had a bedroom, you know, was the offering plan amended? Was Were there changes that were put into place? Um, does the board know about it? Was there a licensed contractor that did the work? All that was manageable. 
as we see people pushing deeper and deeper and deeper into Brooklyn, you are now dealing with things that you never dealt with before, right? It's what I mentioned before, which is the old versus the new. If someone's buying a place in Midwood and that family, the seller's family has lived there for 40 years, you can bet that they did work on the place because things break. And if a family lives there and they think they're going to live there forever, what's the chance you think they're going to go the expensive route and hire a licensed contractor and make sure that the permits are pulled and that everything was done according to plan? Low. It's low because why? Because they're going to be living there forever. So who cares? And why do we need the city in here, et cetera? You're taking an inherent risk when your buyer buys a place like this. They need to know what was done, when it was done, and if it was done appropriately. And so there's a way for us If you look at it from two stages, right, on my end of it, I can protect them in the contract. I can say that any alterations that were done were done with a licensed contractor and all permits were not only pulled but also signed off. That's not the best thing you can possibly have because that's reactive. They're already in the contract. So if we figure out that the sellers have lied, the best case scenario is we get out of the deal and the clients are super pissed. The worst case is that we have to sue in a state that doesn't really like buyer suing sellers when it comes to real estate. It's called a caveat emptor state. It's a buyer beware state. The second thing you could do, the more proactive thing is what I'm referring to, is checking DOB, talking to a licensed contractor, really digging in deep to see what it is that we're buying to get you out of the deal in the first place before even making an offer, before revving your clients up. And it's so important. These clients are emotional. You guys get this all the time. And so they need to know and they need to be educated just as much as you know many of us do in, in what's required in a situation like this so they don't make mistakes. So you create value when you talk to these people. I'm so passionate about this stuff. I apologize if it's coming off in a crazy way in a, in a podcast. Um, but it's because I see these things all the time. Like I hear these war stories about a client that buys their first place in Fort Greene and you know the wife is expecting in a month and they realize that they can't reno this place at all and build that extra bedroom because the sellers did a horrible job and like the gas has issues, right? And so you have to shut off the gas. We, our responsibility, and I'll say this as attorneys, but I also mean as agents as well, is to ensure that we're stopping pitfalls from happening before they actually happen and educating that client and creating that value with the client. So I know this is a lot um, and there's so much more about this, but um, I don't want you to fall asleep listening to this on the train or while driving. So I'm going to stop here. Um, As uh, I always say, please give me a buzz. Uh, Please feel free to reach out and we'll talk about all this stuff. The response has been honestly amazing from the last few podcasts and meeting so many of you and helping you guys out with your transactions. Um, So I'm happy to keep doing the same. Talk to you soon, guys.